This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. <laughs> We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And welcome to another episode of Your Tech Report. Thank you for being with us each and every single week. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Mitchell, it feels like it's yes. been so long since we've done this, it's, you know this what, conversation. Mark, I'm just very happy that I'm able to keep... Um, to fit my radio schedule in with my surgical schedule. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's trying to balance. To that point, is it? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we've gotten to that age. I will be the big 6-0 this year after all. So What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't even I go write that down somewhere. Right? I you know. Because you know, oh, cause no, you know no, I'll please. forget it. You better write it down is, is exactly right. Um, Someone's going to yeah. send an invitation or something. Wait, hang on. When you turned the big 5-0, I showed up by surprise with 5-0 balloons that yeah. my wife had to hold so secure in a convertible. Well, I now a convertible for this. I'm at the age where she's at risk of being lifted off the ground. I think. I think that's really. Oh, this a, is a problem. Yeah, this is a big problem. Just out of curiosity, would yeah. a dancing singing be okay instead? Um, after you after you get canceled, you tell me. Okay, fine. How's then that? We'll, we'll go with that one. How's and that I'll bleep answer? that out so no one heard that. So we'll go that way. So if you're wondering what on earth he I just said, you'll never know. We're going to bleep that out because Mitchell just may be a little bit paranoid about what we're talking about here. So that's okay. We'll, we'll go there. Okay, oh, Mitchell. Let's do that. Yes, sir. Awesome show lined up today because we are going to be speaking to the head of mobile for Samsung Canada, Raj Doshi. He's been on the show before. Yes, yes. Talking all about Galaxy Impact. More, more importantly, quite honestly, and I've done a couple of radio shows and TV shows this week, and I've gone on and and I, they said, oh, so what's new from Samsung? And I rattled off the stats of the phones in like 30 seconds, the hardware, right. because hardware doesn't even matter anymore. It's like we're, we've gotten to the point. We talked about this I, years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just it's we've all got a slab of glass with a touchscreen. That's great software, and I swear, Mitchell, I don't know if you've watched any of the coverage. Um, they are like now miles and leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else, and I really am not sure how the others are going to compete because of the fact that there are partnerships here with Google and there are Samsung Samsung specific things that they can patent and to copy is is just going to be a blatant ripoff. So I'm very curious how they're going to accomplish. Um, copying some of these features that they're going to have to if they even want to compete, like live translation of phone calls. That's probably the easy one. Right. Um, but just there's so many cool features, but we'll get into all of it yep, yep, yep. with the Raj. Uh, I promise we're going to I promise we'll get I, into listen, it. Listen, I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm waiting. I'm being patient for once. I know. Yeah. Uh, plus, we're also going to talk to um, two cool companies from CES. We're going to talk to Barsis all about their if you want to be a mixologist at home and you just want to do it with an app, this is the perfect company, the perfect product for you. And a company that won the Sleep Tech Award at CES, it's an app called Pocket Kato. Kato? Kato? Well, we'll figure it out when we get the uh, the, uh, the the creator on this show as well. And, um, I mean, other than Samsung this week and the end of CES, the only excitement of my life is the new DJI Mic 2, now which I'm holding in my hand. Now, we're going to talk about that. I really want to talk about that product because... I almost feel like <clears throat> at the yeah, tough TV. By the way, that that was 
the mic he was unzipping. I just want to be clear what yes, kind of radio yes, show sorry. this is. Yes. This, this is this is strike two, mic. by the way, Mark. This is strike two. Um, wow. Um, the DJ mic comes in a wonderful leather pouch. That zipper was the one unzipping. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. Um, you know, but wow. it, it brings up a couple of uh, conversation points to me. Number one, sure. I, I'm starting to wonder, and I've wondered this before, but now it's becoming even more of an issue. Are products coming out at a rate now where I haven't fully gotten to enjoy or explore the previous product. Now, I know it's easy to say, well, we've been dealing with that with phones for years, right? Yeah. Phones for years have been giving us that issue where, well, okay, is the iPhone 15 really that much of a big bump over the 14 where, where it's worth a purchase if I have the 14? That's a, that's a problem. And that's a question for me. Another question is, are companies starting to price the consumer out of products they are used to. And what I mean by that is, and this is sort of Apple specific, we'll come back to DJI in a second. This okay. thing is Apple specific where the pro name used to mean they're more premium product. If you want the nicer version of, there's the regular and then there's the pro. Whether it was your Mac, whether it was your phone, whether it was your iPad, the pro moniker always meant the nicer, more feature filled version of, correct? Yeah, or the Pro or the Ultra or whatever, right, I guess. Right, exactly. Yeah. But now I'm feeling that the Pro name is starting to mean something else. The Pro name is starting to separate itself, separate itself not just in features, but in cost to the point where I think we're going to see the Pro products really designed more for professionals that can afford or have their businesses pay for these products because, I mean, mm -hmm. let's look, the, the, the iPhone, of course, the iPhone Pro has always been a little nicer. And I think when they, you know, when they differentiated, they had the regular iPhone and the iPhone, uh, they didn't call it the Max. What do they call the regular iPhone, the larger iPhone? Plus. The Plus, Plus. right? Yep. So you have two different versions of the iPhone. You have two different versions of the Pro. Now that we have similar versions of each, I think we're going to see more separation. And we're starting to hear about the new iPad Pro moving to an OLED screen. It's a huge rumor, but it's obviously true. They've been talking yeah. about production with Samsung making OLED panels, LG making OLED panels separately for the different for the different iPads. But we're hearing that the iPad Pro is now going to be significantly more expensive because of this OLED panel. So I'm starting to okay. wonder... The products that I've always liked to use, like the pro products, and especially the iPads, are we going to see so much of a price separation in these lines of products that it's going to take away from the average consumer just wanting something a little nicer to the point where it's going to be substantially more expensive and take a whole market segment out and make it really for a professional buyer, not just a pro user. Does that make sense? It, it does, and it brings up a couple of interesting things. One thing I think has been a mistake. And I think the mistake has been I agree, but go ahead, yeah. giving that pro moniker to anything that wasn't for that market. Right. You know, they shouldn't have put a pro on just to be able to justify a price better. hike. Yeah, just to make it a little better. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> when it was a little better, for example. And you see, the iPad, I don't think is the best example right now because. No, I it isn't, but I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be. And I think a MacBook Pro is an example from an error mm -hmm. um, in, in cases like I think in, in the Galaxy S24, I think the Ultra is a great differentiating point from the, the 24 and the 24 plus because it's got substantially uh, superior hardware on the on the iPad side. I think the iPad has always been confused. It never really fit anywhere. It yeah, that's came true. out as a as an as a necessity, I think, um, to get a media consumption device out that was separated from the iPhone. 
But the iPhone has now grown into a point in both <laughs> shape, size, and performance that it kind of makes the iPad a little bit irrelevant. Hmm. Now, they're trying on the Pro side with software to differentiate it by giving you Pro software, but that's not limited to those iPads. It's no, it's not. It can be used on any iPad. Yeah. The only differentiating point that makes it a Pro device right now because it wasn't the same five years ago, is Thunderbolt versus Lightning or yeah, that's USB-C. True. <clears throat> that's that's true, what yeah. sets it apart. So if you want to plug in and access that 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 hardware. So again, you're you're a pro creator. You use video. You use audio. You, well, not even audio. You use photos. You take a lot of photos out there. You plug your camera right in. You can do stuff with it. Um, but they're also doing that on the iPhone now, yeah, too. I know. Like the iPhone the iPhone Pro Max is like it's confused too because it supports all those things as well. So yeah, like I mean and 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 going back to your fact on pricing, it makes it even more confusing like you know, <laughs> making this go full circle to the DJI Mic 2. Right, right. The DJI Mic 2 is is, is a beautiful device, but it is so similar to the Mic 1. The only difference really is software features quite honestly which do require hardware things like 32-bit float um and design that's the only difference um but those design elements are natural progressions and things they made mistakes on in the first one it's right, not stuff right. that's like oh this is so superior it's like let's fix this you get yeah. hard to scroll we got feedback know, let's screen. make it a little easier to abc you fill in the blank there yeah it, it, exactly and price wise it's it's the way why i say it's confusing is because the new dj mic and i'll talk in canadian dollars for a second because it's in front of me 479 for the kit okay but you can still get the original one for three forty nine, so over a hundred dollars cheaper. And there's no reason other than thirty two bit float, and a little bit easier to control. Which, if you're a pro user, is a big deal because explain what that means in terms of real, okay, so real time use. The, it makes the, a big difference. If you don't know what it is, it's very, it's very simple. Um, in traditional audio, if you yelled into a microphone, if you were in a very loud environment, it it will just it's not capturing enough data to be able to let you do anything with that. So it, it clips. So you'd hear it crunch. You'd hear it get very loud and it would just get all distorted. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to fix that. You could try to use EQ, like getting lows and highs and mids and getting rid of certain frequencies to try and repair it, but there's no real repairability. So I've always told people, record it quieter than louder because you can at least boost that and fix it. Correct. 32-bit float captures so much more data hundreds of thousands of more data points that if you yell into a microphone and yes, you might hear it distort when you're recording it, you can go in after and just go, let's bring it all down. And it doesn't affect the background noise or anything. It affects, affects the, the audio quality at which you're recording. So that's why it's a big deal. And quite honestly, it's a geekier deal for us audio geeks, but it almost is more important for those people who don't know what the hell they're doing because it lets them just do whatever they want. Yeah. They don't have to worry about setting it. They don't have to. It actually takes the need for professionals kind of out of the equation and makes it easier for just the everyday guy to just record and go, oh, well, I can, I can watch this highlight and, 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 and save, which, you know, which would bring me into another rant, by the way, uh, about, about software. <laughs> we have multiple um, rants right now, but by yeah, the lots way. Of that. It's, yeah. a rant, it's a ranty show today, guys. It is. It's a rant um, fest, yeah. 
I could go into this rant another time. The, the short and the long of my, this rant is that, you know, I use Adobe products, Adobe Audition, Adobe Premiere. Lots yeah. of people use them for video editing. Yep. There's software on the iPad and stuff like that. And there is so much more innovation and attention paid to the video side of things that features that should come to audio first are now making their way into Premiere before I even get an opportunity to play with it in Adobe Audition. And that pisses me off, and it should piss off people who are audio people, podcasters and stuff like that, who are recording audio, because why on earth are those features going there? I know the answer. The answer is that so many more people are doing both audio and video. Yeah, but, but you know what? Premiere is never going to be just an audio editor. As we've learned yeah. and shared with our listeners over the years, and thank you for listening, by the way, um, people, and this is when we were talking, when we started you know, doing stuff on YouTube as well as the yeah. radio show, and we were talking to people you know, that were, that had been doing YouTube for a while and some people that, you know, created software and hardware. And they said, look, when you're doing these YouTube videos, keep one thing in mind in terms of quality. If you're going to put money into getting good quality on of something, whether it's audio or video. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. And I just want to preface about what you're about to say. Yeah. That this is not only for YouTube. This is the case with any video or any movie vi- any visual or production medium. whatsoever. Any visual exactly. medium. People will tolerate a mediocre picture. They will never tolerate mediocre sound. And whether they realize that or not, people are much more likely to go, nope, and turn it off, whether it's a click on their computer, whether it's a click on their television or leaving a movie, whatever it is. If the audio quality is poor, regardless of how gorgeous your cinematic visuals are, people will instantly leave. So if there's going to be an area where you want to put your money initially, make sure the sound is good. Do videos yeah. on your phone. Do videos on. A, well, well, I'm saying on your phone is like a professional camera now. But I'm saying, yeah, exactly. You know, even if you had a you know a, a little vlogging camera that was okay that didn't that, that barely did 720p, it's okay. People yeah. will understand, especially it's considered stylized now. We don't call things bad quality. <laughs> this is my we say 720p it's, style. Exactly. We don't call it bad image quality. We call it SD it's very style. stylized. But they will not tolerate listeners, viewers will not tolerate the audio, poor, yeah. poor audio and whether and, they and realize a, it or and not. That is yeah. a, that is a cognitive thing. That is something about your brain yeah. and just the way it handles the information that comes into it. And I think it's because our ears are more sensitive than our eyes in terms of how it affects your brain. Like you'll see bright lights on the screen. You'll be like, Oh, that's annoying. But you hear a bad audio. You're like, turn that off. I need to get out of here. Exactly. Right. right. That's, yep. that's the difference. Yep. Totally this has become a very intellectual, very deep it conversation. But, I mean, but think about how we started this. I mean, you started the rant with, you know, me talking about, you know, not being able to enjoy products before, you yeah. know, before a new one comes out. And it's happening with drones. Every time a new DJI mini comes out, yeah, I'm like, oh, true. I blew it. I should have waited another year. But by that metric, you'll never buy anything because every year, year over but that's, year. But that's why I think that the, this this idea of going to a longer product cycle. I would love it. It would be cool. would be cool. That being said... Um, I think it only has a it has a specific use case. Like phones have become disposable. They really are disposable. Like they probably have a yeah. four year. Well, t- don't even get me started on TVs. <laughs> I know. Because TVs. Yeah, I mean, you get a 4K beautiful 120 hertz TV for four hundred dollars these days. I know. Sorry yeah. for one hundred and twenty dollars. Go to Target. I know. It's you know? crazy. And these are. TCLs, high sense companies TCLs, that good you used quality. to think were cheap TVs. No. These are great, great TVs. quality products. Yep. Remind exactly. me, you got to get TCL on the show. <laughs> they they always Walker. make great TVs, and we love them. I know they make great. And yeah. this year, it's been it's been phenomenal. Oh, I know. Don't um, even go there. I got to ask you a quick question before yes. we go to a break. We got about uh, let me do the quick math here. We got, we got about, about two and a half minutes yeah. left. 
you know, we're, we're a week after CES. Mm-hmm. You had surgery. You didn't go. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, my thing. I stayed here. Um, is there anything that you could think of that came out of CES that was like, oh, because I can't. I can't think of one item you know, that it, wowed me. You know what? This sort of speaks to exactly what we're talking about. I thought this mm-hmm. CES was an incremental CES. There was no, there were no, you know, I, I saw some products on the medical side. I began because of all this, you yeah, joke around the surgeries and you joke around, we were joking about yeah. my age, but you know, you talk about accessibility, you talk about medical products, how they integrate with our mobile devices, with our daily life, non-intrusive monitors yeah. for diabetics, for sleep tracking, for blood pressure, for, for, for well-being. And I, I just think the more, and, and now of course, you know, we have this huge thing with Apple being forced yet again by, uh, was it an appellate court or by another court that said, no, no, you have to take them off these shelves, take your, you know, Apple watches off the shelves well, it's again. A patent. It's a patent. It's a patent yeah, dispute. It's a patent infringement. Yeah. Find a way around. Exactly. That, um, and, and by the way, it doesn't affect Canada. It's it only you guys. Oh, now. is it really? It's, it's, yeah. It's only certain jurisdictions. And by the time. way, I think they can, by software, deactivate the sensor they are, anyway. That's what they, they don't that's have what to the make plan it, was. Yeah. They just haven't done it yet. Yeah. They will, they will be doing so, that. Um, so I'm, I'm um, definitely more tuned in by, with the health products and I saw some really cool ones, but overall I didn't, we didn't have have that oh my god they're making a drone a flying camera where they used to have these great big announcements not so much anymore lots of stuff still to come a couple cool companies from ces are coming up on this week's show pocket kato an app to help you if you've got insomnia you're gonna want to listen to this one and of course samsung's raj doshi so many cool things to talk about when it comes to software i i don't know how many people i've spoken to all of them iphone people who now are are not only samsung curious but these are people that are talked about where where can I trade my iPhone in? How can I get this? That has not happened thanks to hardware. That is a software thing. So I'm curious to see how Apple comes back and, and, and attacks this one, especially when their focus right now is all about the eyes on the Apple Vision Pro, which is a, what? We're a couple weeks away from Apple Vision Pro. And Mitchell, you can go and try it out. I can't. So anyhow, stick around. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. Get in touch at your tech report on all our social media when we come back or if you're you know listening looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.